0: <laughs>
1: I won't be able to see if you freeze though. That's the shitty part. Um Hello and welcome to episode three five seven of the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host Jeff Glucker. This is Ron Baugh. What's up, Ron? Hello. Are you sure on that count though? I feel like. Three five seven? Yeah. Like Pretty sure. Let me, you know what? I'll I'll tell you in two seconds. I can do this. I click this thing over here. Yes, three five seven. All right.
0: Let's get after it. I can't I can't hear myself, so I don't have uh volume modulation, but um I think this is probably better than most most of our setups. So uh yeah, we'll just wing (laughs) it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry if I'm peaky or or no, muted.
1: you're you're never gonna be peaky. <laughs> yeah, I usually have to boost you in the post. Okay. Um, so don't worry about that. Um all right. I'm kicking this off and diving right into project cars because the life of project car bullshit just continues on forever. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I hope you got something to report because I don't. Mine is just I, I,
1: I didn't even write you up because I knew you haven't done shit. Uh- <laughs> i was even going to put that in my notes don't worry (laughs) ron definitely hasn't touched his cars so the jag we'll start with that one uh took the jag to the local shop before i'm going back to give it another look to see what it's doing Mm -hmm. on the smog machine um as soon as i pulled in um because it'd been running rough lately (laughs) they opened the hood and they, I'm such an asshole. They immediately see that one of the plug wires is hanging <laughs> down. <laughs> it was good. They're like, "Well, there's your mis- there's your misfire." I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> why don't I catch that?" Um. <laughs> so that felt stupid. And then when I backed the car out of the garage to drive it to the shop, there was like a small, not a big puddle, just a tiny one under the car that had never been under there before. I was like, "What the fuck? It Doesn't look like oil." So, they found that, like, one of the the clamps on a lower coolant hose was loose. So, they fixed that. Um, Oh, pictures back, too. Um, And then they uh, tightened bolts on, like, the uh, uh, header or something like that, too. Um, They adjusted the TV cable. So, it actually shifts a little bit better now. I don't – I can drive it in – I can put it in D. uh, But the trans is tired. Like – if you were going to buy this car and keep this car at some point, you're going to need to rebuild or replace. What's um, what's in it
0: turbo 350 or 700 R four.
1: I, I thought it was a 700 R four, but it's either, I think it's a 700 R four. It's either a 700 R four or a turbo, you know,
0: um, I think it it's the 700 R. Yeah. have overdrive? Oh, Okay. Then it's not turbo 350. Then
1: No, I I'm like pretty confident. It's a 700 R four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess those are harder to find these days because like everybody used them up who used them, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you, I'm sure there's like kits to rebuild them and you know, but I don't know. I'm speaking out of my ass there. Um, yeah, there's got to be
0: they, sure shift kits and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they are gonna they ordered different pulleys to account for um, my to try to fix the charging issue at idle. Um, they mm-hmm. think it could just be a pulley issue. It looks like it has the wrong pulleys. Um, so that's good so um theoretically when i go in to get it smog this time which i'm going to do before the pulleys get here because that doesn't matter because that's just a charging issue um theoretically it should do considerably better i said i bought the cat too to see if the cat's old he's like no your cat looks Ooh. like it's in great shape so that's good um so hopefully we'll see what it does would do what it do and <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, I might even see if I can swing it. I don't know if I'm going to have time tomorrow, but I want to, I just want to do another trial run with this sure. small guy before we do the full pull. Um, right. But the crazy thing at the shop, as you notice, cause I posted a picture of it. And if you don't follow me on Instagram at universe, Jeff, there was a certain Lincoln hanging out of the shop that blew my That's mind. Right. Yeah. And you were one of the few people who got it right away. Um, it was it's Neil I Young's Yeah. It yeah, you're like, oh, is it oh, it's a cool Lincoln with the most boring wheels possible in your world. <laughs> um it's Neil Young's electric Lincoln, the Link Vault, is at
0: the shop where I go to my it's stuff. Like a 58 um 58 continental, right? It's an older one. It's a two door fifty, 50 eight to sixty. Is it two door? I thought that was a four door.
1: No, it's a two-door. Um, I'm like okay. 80% sure it's a two-door. Yeah, it's a big coupe. And Lincoln, uh, Neil, Lincoln, Neil Young has had this car for years. It almost burned his shop down at one point or something like that. Oh, really? It's, I didn't know that history. Yeah, it caused a fire a long time ago. And then it's since been rebuilt, but the electronics <clears> on it are, it's like such an old conversion that it, it's actually a hybrid, um, which I never knew. It's There's a four-cylinder oh, really? Ford in. Yeah, there's a four-cylinder Ford engine that feed, and then there's a biodiesel generator.
0: It's called the Link Volt, and it's a '59 Lincoln Continental, and it is a two-door convertible, actually. Yeah, and um, so the electric range on it is only
1: 50 miles, but the total driving range is like is like 300 or 400 because it has the biodiesel generator and the little four-cylinder Ford. But the the tech in it is so old that Neil Young is having it. Um, Redone. He's actually having yeah. he's converting it to fully electric now because technology can do it. Sure. Um, and the guy he's having it do, Brian, who owns the shop, was telling me all this shit. And like they're bringing in this guy who just he's helped electrify Porsche. He's helped electrify. You know, like he's he's done it at the highest level. So mm-hmm. when he sees these, when this guy goes to SEMA and and he sees these EV like. Um, project cars. He's like, well, what are you doing for this? For battery shut off for this? And he'll see a guy reach in with like linesman's glove, and he's like, get away from the car! You're gonna die! You don't know what you're doing! You're like, he thinks everybody who's doing it is doing all these conversions incredibly wrong, and because they don't have the right shut off procedures and all this stuff. He's like, you're either gonna burn your shop down or you're gonna kill somebody. And I was like, oh Damn. shit. Um so Brian, the shop owner's like, we need to get ahead of EV stuff because we do hot rods and Broncos and this and that. He's like, so in 10 to 15 years, I could have more of these in here and I should know what's going on. I was like, that's sure. pretty cool, you know, to jump ahead a little bit for yeah. what is I would consider an older school shop. Um, but this guy, he's designed these cells too, where if a part of a battery cell is damaged, it's now smart enough to like shut that one off and keep working. So you could like get home, or or you know depending on how bad it is, and it's so Neil Young's Link Volt is getting it. It also needs like a new windshield, just because it has a tired old front windshield. The paint's gorgeous, the seats were nice. There's like a feather sticking out of the dash, some like real Neil Young like hippy dippy touch on it. Um, but I, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit! I'm like, oh, that's a cool Lincoln. What's that? He goes, oh, that's neil young's and as soon as he said that i knew exactly what it was i was like mm-hmm. oh shit, that's the and i peeked in and you could see these big cables coming out of the middle because it only has the driver's seat in it right now mm-hmm. um it looks like it's getting re-dynamated and, and all this stuff but
0: that was that was sick to see at the shop quick quick bit of trivia did you know that neil young and rick james were in a touring performing band together
1: no i did not
0: yeah did they have a name I forgot. Yes, they definitely had a name, but um I watched the the Rick James documentary. I think it was on Showtime like last last year. And um Yeah, I was it, shocked it, to find that out. I feel like it like was it was either in Canada or like upstate New York that they like met and they jammed together and then yeah, they totally had a fucking like band, like a touring band together. Made that's like, awesome. Like straight up rock and roll together.
1: Wow. That's <laughs> yeah that's yeah, I never would have guessed Rick James and Neil Young. Never. Huh. And the weird thing was, the night before I took the car there, because I, you know, I'm fiddling with the guitar and I found a tab. I was like, oh, let me try this Neil Young song. And I had it was the first time I picked one up and tried to play it. Shit. And then the next day, his car was at the shop. I was like, what the fuck is going on? The beat, the um, I did like play it well. Yeah, um, but apparently the guy who's doing. His car stuff is based down here in Rancho Santa Margarita and mm-hmm. Neil pops down mm-hmm. all the time. And there's this Mexican joint that they like to go to, which I actually like to go to too. It's, it's kind of pricey, but, um, it's pretty tasty. And he said Neil always dresses in like just like the trashiest clothes, like, so he looks they like were, a homeless person. It? Yeah. And then no, no, no. Um, but he, cause it's Orange County, you can dress like a, a hobo. Um, cause you never know who's rich and who's not down here, but he, he's like, people will like, like take a second look and be like is that fucking is that new? and they like don't they're like nah they cuz they're not sure and like every now and then somebody will be like are you are you Neil Young and then he's like he'll be like i don't know am i like he'll just like fuck with people <laughs> and if
0: you answer like that then i'd be like oh you are yeah. um i'll be honest like i have no idea what he looks like but um i just I feel like really if quick. i saw him i could i feel like if i, I saw know. him i could pick him up he, it's pretty He's I, it's, he, I don't it's he has a look. He he has a look. I feel like um, I would get him and Meatloaf confused. But um did I think Meatloaf I, died, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, probably not today, but you know, five years ago. But yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The yeah. name of their the name of their band was the Mina birds.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Some weirdo shit. There's like, yeah. let's call ourselves a minor bird. Okay, cool. Can I hit it now? <laughs> um but good for them. That's awesome. Um yeah. all right, so that's where the Jags at. The Montero, my golden child. Mm-hmm. My my baby, my my yeah. never gives me no issues, deal. Right. Uh what was it now? Wednesday yesterday. Um I was driving to an eye appointment in Huntington Beach. I still go to my eye doctor, you know, cuz this dude like fixes the eyes for the Angels and the Rams and you know, he, he when I last time I was in There's, there, he has the game ball certain? from their first did no, them? no, just my regular eye doctor. Oh, okay, He's like also the team doctor for all these people. He, he has like the game ball from the first win of the Rams was presented to him. Like shit like that. Um, yeah. So I was like, all right, if he can do their eyes, my eyes are... I'm just going to drive a yeah. stick. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um So as I'm on the highway, earlier that morning when I was driving my daughter to school, I noticed my oil pressure gauge was like just really didn't want to come up. And I'm like, yeah, the fuck? Good. Like I literally it was cold what's that the
0: last it, that's days, what i cold. thought like
1: maybe it's cold i'm tapping the gauge but but normally i get and it it always reads a little low in that truck anyway um because i i want to replace a sensor at some point but it but i i'm comfortable knowing where it's supposed to sit even though if it should sit a little higher um so i'm tapping on i'm like yo, come on get up it was like in the 40s which is cold for us right um and it's like, all right, that's weird. But I know, I mean, I literally just put some oil in it the other day to top it off. I'm not worried. There's nothing on the ground. Uh So it's like, all right, fuck it. Drive. No problem. Drive Sloan to school. Come home. And then I, my eye appointment, I have to leave in like an hour after that. So I get in the car, fire it up. Um, oil pressure gauge is still doing the same thing. It's warmer now. I'm like, that's fucking weird. All right. That's mm-hmm. going to bug me, but let's go. Driving. Everything's working fine. Um, But then like, there's like a random real quick hesitation at one point on the freeway. It was like, but like, not like a, not like a startling one, just like a, like a real quick hiccup. I'm like, the fuck was that? Like, I noticed it because you notice how your cars run. I also sure. feel like it doesn't sound like it, it, it sounds okay. But there's like, because you're so used to it. Like if I could describe it to someone, I couldn't because I'd be like, well, right. it just doesn't sound like it normally does. They're like, right. well, it sounds like it's running fine. Like it isn't like, that's fucking weird. And then all of a sudden, I I my radio cut off and then turned oh, wow. back on. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then uh, Reminds. and then I looked up at the gauges, and two over from the oil pressure gauge is the volt gauge, and it's low and dropping. And I'm like, "Dropping like slowly." Like, like
0: you can watch it.
1: Yeah, that's bad. It's it's really slow, but yes, I could see. I'm like, "What the." fuck i'm i'm losing power so i'm almost to my exit i get off the freeway it stumbles for a second but doesn't die so every i have like four or five lights to get where i'm going uh so at every light i'm like holding the revs at like 1500 just like i don't know i this feels safer to whatever's going to (laughs) happen i i park not right in front of the eye doctor because it's like one of those like green zones you know or 30 minutes or whatever um so I park a few rows back and it's like, shut the car off. I'm like 10 minutes early cause I'm always early for sh- everything to a fault. And I, oh, no. I, um, I think it's cause my dad was in the Navy, but, uh, I shut the car off, sit there for a second. I'm like, what the fuck? I popped, I get out, I pop the hood. Nothing's pouring out of it. Not there. You know, it's not, it's not doing anything weird under the hood. Uh, right. and then I hop back in and I go to start it and it's, click nothing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, neat. So I was like, well, I got to go to my eye doctor appointment. I got to figure this out. I'm looking online. There's an O'Reilly's a mile away. Like, man, that's going to suck to walk there and back like with, with a, a battery. battery. <laughs> yeah, batteries are yeah. heavy. So exactly. I, I go into my appointment I know it's a quick because it's a three-month follow-up for the LASIK. So it's gonna be a quick appointment. I text my buddy Devin, who lives in Huntington, who's the oldest of the four sons. I'm like, Peter, he might not be at work yet. Like, hey, dude, are you at work by chance right now? He's like, uh, well, not yet. I have a meeting in 45 minutes. What's up? I'm like, Oh, this is what happened. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, Oh, I said, if you need a ride, I can come get you. And so he popped up. We drove, you know, a mile to O'Reilly's. I ran and grabbed a quick battery. I didn't even look at the size. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just throw it in there. Um, and then of course, like the, the terminals are opposite of where they should be for my cable. So I had like angle the battery a weird way. And then the the clamp won't fit. I'm like, whatever. It's a battery. It's not going anywhere. Fuck this. And, uh, and it fires up. It fires right up, but the volts only come up to 12 and just under 12. And normally that truck rides at 14. um, so I was like, God damn it. So I know I can get home though. Right. Um, so I drive it home and Im- I posted online about this too. So immediately the internet is like, alternator, it's alternator. It's, al- it's alternator, it's alternator. I'm like, I know. I, and I appreciate all the comments because sometimes I won't know. But in this instance, like, I'm pretty sure it's the alternator too at this right. point. Um, but it's funny because everybody's like, oh, it's your alternator. It's your alternator. It's your alternator. But I, I'm the one who posted like, oh, here we go, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, I know I already... I ordered it coming from, could be a voltage regulator too, but those are right. out of stock. Yes. So we're starting with alternator. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, I was just
0: going to say, I didn't know if it had a, a separate voltage regulator, but <laughs> typically those are cheaper. I would start there. I know I would have, but uh, that was out of stock at Rock Auto. Uh, so I just
1: ordered the alternator. Um, so, yeah. I just need those magnets, baby. Um, so that's coming. And while I was on there, I, I realized because when my Montero got smogged, when the guy backed it into the smog station, uh, I was like, "Oh shit, my backup lights don't work." So <laughs> I ordered some bulbs when I ordered the alternator, and hopefully it's just bulbs because I don't know. It'd be weird for both of them to be out.
0: Yeah, um, that'd be weird. right. I mean, it's weird so, if it's it would be weird if both bulbs were out. Right. So it could just be the switch, which
1: isn't a big deal. That's just right. I think that's just down on the trans. Yeah. Um. So I might we'll just see be like
0: corrosion or something like yeah could it
1: could be that yeah um so i don't do, know the, order the funny thing led bulbs no i not for that truck i just ordered the regular ass bulbs and i just ordered like the but the super brights like the hellas like so i could be like i'm backing up <laughs> i almost ordered the leds but sometimes you know i didn't want to do it this time for i just wanted cheap ass regular bulbs just to see if i could Fix it and blah blah blah, mm. uh, but the thing I I remember was a couple weeks back after dropping my daughter off, um, I went and got back in the Montero. I put the key in and as I turned it to like ACC, not even to on yet. Um, in the behind the steering wheel, there's a little panel of like where six lights would illuminate, like your blinkers, your four wheel drive. It's just like an instrument cluster with little lights. Mm-hmm. And when I got it to ACC. Three of them were flickering.
0: Hmm.
1: And it's never done that before. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I just turned the car on and it was fine. I was like, that was weird. But that was probably an early sign that my alternator was about to go, hey, fuck your life.
0: Not or really, a voltage not regulator. Funny.
1: Or a voltage regulator, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. But we, we will see what happens. Um, so <coughs> that's where it's going. It, it's funny because you see we we both follow people who – they are so much better at staying on top of their project cars, and I don't have the time or the skill. But I do envy their ability to get that stuff done. Yeah. They
0: make the time. I do have a project car update. It's just not my personal car. Okay. the uh, The nine eleven, the eighty four nine eleven target that uh, yeah. you know, I managed the restoration of. I got that back uh, a couple Mondays ago. Um, client friend is out of town. I picked it up to. Uh, to fix a couple little things that uh that were annoying and like had come apart just like interior stuff like one of the door panel screws came loose and like that was like holding holding the door like it was gonna like it it caught on the door when you tried to open the driver's door it caught on the the door frame so like that was that was a problem that was getting worse i had to replace that screw the rear view mirror fell off had to replace that um the mirrors that, that we chose for that car huh
1: how is this guy taking those issues? T- totally
0: fine, like you know, like okay, because he's not a car guy. He's he's not at all, and like there's we created like a, a shared uh, Apple list, you know, like uh, so that he can update it and I can see it, and it's a lot of little shit like that that I didn't have. I didn't have the car long enough to shake down. Like he needed the car pretty immediately after. Sure everybody was done with it after I got it back from the body shop from the final time. So there's a lot of little things that, you know, I'm just knocking off and I'm driving the car to like, you know, add to that list and check things off. So I make sure that the car is like everything, you know, he needs it to be, but like, you know, between me, you and however many people listen to this podcast, like, you know, his use case for the car is much different than mine would be. So like I go to pick up the car and there's like, you know, there's, 12 water bottles there's four yoga mats there's 20 golf balls there's a full golf golf set in the uh in the front boot and it looks like well it doesn't look like it's very obvious that he tried to close the the boot lid with the golf bag in there and the golf bag is rigid and it you know it buckled the hood and like cracked the paint so you know it's like it's 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 getting used and mechanically it's very sound the car drives amazing but yeah it's just like i couldn't warn against certain use cases and you know um just what i would consider you know mechanical sympathy like you know just like you get you can't expect a 40 year old car to to do everything that your brand new Volvo SUV does. So right. you know, we, we didn't have those conversations, but I don't think those conversations would make any difference because it's his car and he's going to use it the way that he sees fit and, you know, the way that fits his lifestyle. So, you know, after getting the, the car, he's put like 1900 miles on it and since oh, November. Nice. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to kind of connect you with a full detailer. Like I could tell he's never washed the car because there's no swirl marks but I, I checked with the detailer that I had set him up with and they haven't been back out there. So it's uh, the car was filthy and like full of sand. But like it's being used, which I appreciate more than anything. I just absolutely know, personally, I wish he would take a little bit more care of it, but it's not my car. So, you know, I yeah. can't really offer an opinion. I just need to make sure it's uh, it's ready for all of that, uh, that wear and tear. And it seems to be holding up pretty good. Like I'm honestly like impressed and uh, and actually i don't know um i don't want to say happy but i'm i i am i'm not disappointed in the way the car has held up over the last couple months it's just you know just needs a little bit of tlc and you know i i washed it up i've been driving it for the last couple of days and it drives amazing and um like the i don't know if i ever talked about this but i i had uh, the porsche pccm they it's like porsche classic communications module i think that's what they call like the head unit yeah like that porsche actually makes for these cars and, yeah like, it's uh it's pretty much a plug and play deal and like it adds bluetooth. wait is it is it the one oh, it's the one that's old but has all the modern shit in it yeah yeah exactly it's got like yeah. a touchscreen. like it's a singled in unit but it's got a touchscreen and bluetooth and it's got yep. you know built-in navigation and you know it's uh it basically just modernizes the uh, the interface for the yeah the those are dope. Yeah, it's super sick. And that is <clears throat> huge. Like, it's, you know, that adds so much convenience. The only thing that I, I wish that I could figure out, and I thought I, I'd ordered it. Maybe I have it somewhere and I can't find it, but I thought I'd ordered a cup holder. And it, like, mounted to, like, the passenger seat frame and sat just inside, just in front of the, the passenger seat. But right. I, I couldn't find it when I was, like, pulling all the parts out to send to the upholstery shop. But um, that's the the biggest inconvenience for me, kind of commuting. I don't like commuting in that car anyway, going up and down the 405 in traffic. So I take, right. PCH, sure. I take PCH to my office in Irvine when I drive that car. But, um, you know, it's, it's holding up really well. And, like I said, man, like, when people used to talk about cars driving and like feeling like a sewing machine like that smooth like i always thought that was silly mainly because i was into v8s and they were always rumbly and yeah you know they were just like 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 now i get it like that car like yeah. hums and buzzes so smoothly the biggest adjustment for me is you know the manual steering and <laughs> um the light front end like it just like especially like freeway speeds like everything you know is felt yeah. through the steering wheel and like every every little impact like changes your steering input like you just have to be ready to correct like it's a very very much a ten and two car and right. i get how that would be like thrilling to have all that feedback like in the canyons or on like a you know right on, right a, a winding road but like on the 405 <laughs> freeway like yeah, 70 tiring. miles an hour it's like oh fuck oh fuck like you know it's like even just the 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 dots the you know, the reflectors like, (laughs) like launch you like back across your lane. So,
1: yeah, it's still, that's, that's a sweet, I mean, an old Porsche is just, I, you know, once you drive one, you're like, Oh fuck, I get it. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly
0: right. Like the first time I drove it after the, like the mechanical restoration, even when the interior was fucking shit, like it looked like Hank Moody's ride. Like I, I drove, like around long beach and i was like i totally get it now like i i totally understand this thing rips it doesn't doesn't need 500 horsepower you know it nope. doesn't need like you know a fucking aluminum flywheel or anything else like it just like these cars like we're light years ahead of everything in 1984 and probably in the 70s as far as performance mm-hmm. goes like they were just like performance oriented like you wanted to rev it out you wanted to like push limits find limits and i i totally get it and there's no
1: there's no wonder why i i pretty sure porsche's biggest biggest market is uh california mm-hmm. and it makes sense because man it is it is a perfect car here no matter which part of california you live in, too. i mean especially if you if you get something with their all-wheel drive system yep. i mean it's it's not that that's the one I'd want because you know we live closer to the nicer shit, but right. uh, man, yeah, there I get it. All my years of fighting against other journalists totally. being like, uh oh, you guys are just homers for this stuff," and then you drive when you are like, totally. "Oh my god, I love it! Give it to me now!" Yeah, yeah.
0: To yeah. be fair to us, though, like the people that drove Porsches in the eighties and nineties were assholes. Like they were mostly dudes. Yeah. Like there was a kid my high school that drove like a slant nose i'm sure it wasn't a factory slant nose it was a conversion but a slant nose convertible and he was the biggest douchebag ever and like he was a black yeah, kid if you have that car and like, i wanted school. to be yeah i wanted to be friends with him like we were friends but then when he started driving that car i was just like oh no man like you're like you're a villain you're, yeah totally yeah um
1: yeah Yeah. I I would love one of those. Um, So I actually have a news item to stuff in here too, um, because there was a big bit of news today. Uh, And I don't have all the deep. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla (laughs) recalls over 360,000 cars due to in quotes, full self-driving the beta causing crashes. Apparently, Tesla says it'll be fixed via an over-the-air update. And, of course, they do not consider this a recall because right. they don't understand what recalls are. Um Even if you fix it via OTA, it's still sure. a recall. And it's still – Nits is dealing with it. And this is fucking amazing. This is like <laughs> – <laughs> I can't believe this happened. Um, I can't really? believe you've done this.
0: What's this? Just because –
1: it, they've been coasting for so long on mindless
0: bullshit, right? And so why don't you? So before that, for, for, why don't you like detail what the recall really is for and what it entails, if you can? Well, I see. I I I, I mostly read the headline. I, mean, I, I, I read. Okay, I read it too, so I Go mean, for I'll, it. I'll say it. Like Basically, yes, it's fixed over the air, so it's not a physical recall. Tesla does not have right. to bring these cars into a dealership in order to fix, but basically the NH NH, NH National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. Traffic right? Safety Administration, yeah. Yeah, something. Uh, they determined that basically the self-driving beta that's been employed in Tesla's since 2017. 16. Yeah, 2016 for model S 2017 for well did model three come out and I just 2017? know the year
1: range is 16 to 23 exactly
0: but it's basically every car that was equipped with with self-driving autopilot and basically the the system doesn't recognize stop signs it doesn't recognize like roundabouts <laughs> like it's like it's basically saying like the system is unsafe because it doesn't recognize real world situations like if you if your car is in a right turn only lane but there's not a stop sign then it'll allow your car to go straight through the intersection where there's not a continuing lane like you know that seems egregious that seems like a real fucking issue so it's like right it's it's stuff like that it's uh not not adhering to speed limits like you know, it's like this if, is- you're, if you're turning control of your car over to a computer, we want to make sure that computer follows laws by the book. Like no five miles an hour over, no going with the flow of traffic. Like it has to adhere to all of our traffic laws, like to a T. So that's the reason for the recall. And it sounds like Tesla was made aware that this was coming and like they already have the the update that fixes this ready. But it's like the real question is like, if you knew this was coming, if you knew this was an issue and you had NHTSA like go through the hoops to figure this out and to create this recall, this mandatory recall, like why haven't you updated it already? If you have the capability, why haven't you updated it already and made sure that your product is safe? Like you're, (sighs) you're only doing it because the government's making you now. Like it's not as costly as bringing a car back and, changing a physical part. So why didn't you do this before you were mandated
1: to? Well, probably, you know, we can't just say that that mindset isn't just a Tesla thing to be totally fair. And I never want to say the phrase totally fair to Tesla, because you think back to like U.S. recalls, like remember the Pinto, you know, remember that shit? Sure. Um, Sure, but Tesla's probably just weighs it against like the they, but in, instead of weighing it against the cost benefit of like human life, which Ford did back in the day, which is fucking crazy. Um, the Tesla probably does it against like the benefit of, of media stock, cycles
0: and like stock, stock prices,
1: stock prices, which it tumbled. I didn't see it where it went, but it tumbled. Um, and it's just, it is so wild to me that this is, it's it's like it's it's like there's that tweet that went viral years ago. I've been working on this for over a year, and he just said it. Like it's like it's like the shit we've been screaming from the rooftops for so long. Like it, this, and but you have these Tesla stands. It's I don't know what's going on in their world right now. I did a TikTok because I have to do TikToks for automaker. Basically, well, no, I repackaged my news videos into okay. a vertical format. So I'm just recycling a news thing for TikTok. I'm not like doing dances and shit like i'm not fucking i'm it's basically taking a video i've already cut for youtube well now switching I it to a vertical format yeah no uh, but i did one <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, do you want to <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just reminded me of. There's an Instagram reel. It's like a guy sitting down with T Pain, and I, I think I don't know if I share this with you. I shared it to another friend where he's like, he's like, this is what original hip hop sounds like, and he has like a submachine in front of him, and he's like, ta 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 Hey kids, how you do it? Like he does like, and T Pain's like crying, laughing. it's really fucking funny. But that's what I felt like the TikTok dance was. Was it Eric Andre?
0: What what's that? Was it Eric Andre?
1: No, 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 no. It's like because you know how T Pain's like a streamer or something like that. Uh, okay, it was yeah, like yeah. on his yeah. It was like a guest on his thing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'll find it and send it to you after because it's pretty funny. Uh, but the um, the video was about Mercedes is the first in the United States with level three, like, right? Legally, and it's only right. in Nevada, and it's only up to forty miles an hour. Um, California should be next, but but like that's how <laughs> for automakers who have done this the right way and and someone like and Mercedes, who's one of the, if not the oldest automaker on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um and when they ever they come out with like a new S class or something, it usually pushes some sort of boundaries. Um I've always believed that about the S class. Mm-hmm. The and and it, they're level three, they call it drive pilot, um, which is a better name than autopilot. <laughs> that's was very smart of them. It's in Marginally. the newest it's in yeah well i mean drive you know like like we're driving you're a pilot it's not auto the word auto is not in there if we need you to drive pilot it's more ready to jump in yeah yeah um it's and it's in the 24 2024 s class and 2024 eqs sedan so that's the electric Mm -hmm. s class basically yeah um the uh but but 40 miles an hour max so it's for stop and go traffic yeah on the freeway is what it's for but when it's activated it does let you like watch fucking video content on your big screen like it yeah it opens yes it does when that system is up you can do that on the screen and and they've partnered with like some streaming service to bring you content to your shit
0: i imagine that's still illegal in a lot of cities and states like it's definitely illegal to have a television operating like in the the in front of the driver and the passenger front seat passenger in california right? Like, maybe maybe sure this
1: technology is what unlocks that ability well, i don't know
0: i think it's gonna it's gonna go to the courts like yeah it's gonna get challenged but uh yeah i've gotten a number of tickets for having <laughs> tvs playing in the front in front Didn't, of the driver before didn't someone come up with that technology that you can only view it from, like,
1: the passenger side angle?
0: Someone I mean, did that in their car. I had a privacy, you know, screen cover on my phone. Like, you know, same technology. I don't think that's too difficult. I but, thought someone um, put
1: that in their car, though. I I feel like I've maybe. seen
0: that where it's like
1: the driver sees some stuff and the passenger sees other stuff. And that allows the passenger, if they wanted to
0: watch something, they could. I, I, for some reason, it feels like a Jeep did it, like, in the Grand I, Wagoneer. But I don't remember. I once got a ticket as a passenger for watching television in a flip down monitor in like the the sun visor. Uh, on we were, we were cruising we were cruising Sunset Boulevard in a Infinity QX56. It had TVs everywhere, but I had the one in the passenger sun visor flip down and like a bicycle cop came up and like harassed us and I talked mad shit to him and like I should have shut the fuck up, but we were out yep. partying. I had a DD. My coworker was driving. He was sober. We'd been out Ugh. like entertaining little John that night. This is like 2004 <laughs> at the height of his popularity We're riding Jesus. around in the QX 56 on 26s. And this cop like <laughs> gave us a hard time. And I was just like, I started talking shit to him, you know, just cause I know the mentality of cops. And I was just like, dude, this is harassment. Like this is bullshit. Like I didn't in- interfere with his driving at all. Like I have the pat. I had to think like, Angled towards me, like I was watching music videos on the DVD, but I gave him so much shit that he gave us, he gave me the ticket because the car was basically like a dollar car. It was like on loan from Infinity, but the person from Infinity that gave it to us, like, had departed the company, so we were just left with it. Plus like four other cars. So we just drove them indiscriminately. We insured them, but just like drove them around with no VIN well, numbers. So that's why he, geez. that's why he gave me the ticket because he was just like, I can't get the driver the ticket because he doesn't own this car. Car doesn't belong to him. Car doesn't have a VIN. He's like, you're lucky I'm letting you go, but I don't even know what to do. Yeah. this. It. like, right. Just like gave me a ticket. He's like, like we take I this I back. Know, we crush it. Like yeah. distracting, like the driver or some shit. I was just like, how did I get a ticket from the passenger seat? The passenger seat. It should shut my mouth. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, man. Nicely
1: yeah. done. Um, all right, but I'm very happy about that Tesla news. Um, <laughs> I am moving to. Why are you happy? Get, to- because it's it's this it's a house of cards. I'm convinced Tesla is a house of cards. And, I'm with you. And, right. and and um, the cards are some of the cards are starting to fall, and as a house of cards go, you know um yeah i don't know i have i have a lot of problems with tesla um i'm moving to ig questions i know you got some um i do uh you can do yours first if you want
0: no i i need my eyes are burning i'm gonna grab uh eye drops really quick so give me like four okay
1: okay well you grab your eye drops i'm gonna grab a drink and i wonder if i can have a mental note to remember to edit this if you're watching and listening i probably didn't and i apologize i'll be back in 20 seconds, hopefully less.
0: I missed all of that, so I'll see you.
1: All right. There we go. Now I'm back. Sorry for that quick beverage break. Ah, oh, Back, back, back. Back, 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 back. All right, so I'm going to pull up the Instagram questions. Um,
0: I'll wait for. Are wrong, you remember? Are, are you gonna remember to edit this? No,
1: I already. I actually just called out that I'm not gonna remember to edit it. All right, good. Um, it was like
0: musical chairs, like a Benny Hill episode. Us running yeah.
1: around. It gives it gives people a moment to not hear our, our annoying voices. Um, all right, first question: JD Publish dot pick. This is a Tesla question. Uh, I noticed that Model Ys dazzle oncoming traffic at night worse than most other cars. Is it just me? No, it is not. I don't think it's just Model Ys. I think it's a lot of Teslas. If I'm getting blinded by oncoming or traffic behind me, 95% of the time here in California, it's a Tesla. I don't know if the, the headlights are just aimed wrong or the people are running their high beams. I cannot
0: tell, but it happens all the fucking time. I would imagine it's a build quality issue, and the headlights are just not aimed properly. Like it's something that they overlook. They just fucking ship them out and like don't take the time to aim them properly. You know, when you see the panel panel alignment and like the like the way the the door handles fit, like on most Teslas, like it it's not it's not inconceivable that the headlights would just be slapped in and never adjusted properly.
1: Right, right, yeah. No, that's what I think it is. Um, so uh, let's see. Next question: Questionable racer. Which party endurance race do you attend first or again? Bathurst n twenty four or Daytona? Um, I've been to N twenty four and it was fucking awesome. I still think Bathurst might be more of a party endurance race, and then Daytona is probably pretty fucking fun though too.
0: Um, I. I listen i want to go to all of the above i think in order of i don't know not necessarily grander but just in order of what i want out of the experience i think i would i would start with bathurst daytona second and nurburgring last like, just because yeah that that seems like the most hardcore like to do it properly like you camp yeah, like you, you camp in the woods. And like, I I just don't know if I'm ready for all that. It's I like, it's like Coachella, I, uh, Coachella for cars. Yeah, I want to go back
1: because I had a hotel room and I only barely dipped a toe into the woods. And it seems like that's where the action was. Right. Um, so yeah, I think you're right that you need to camp. You need to do it right. I mean, actually, or you could do the hotel and then just go party in the camps and then go back to your hotel. Um, but you could theoretically walk for miles right. <laughs> to party yeah. there. That's what I'm saying. But it's
0: too big, too remote. Sounds like it's cold, even in the. Summer. It was fucking awesome. I yeah. remember getting B-roll
1: from the balcony of my hotel room of the race in my underwear in like yeah. at like two a.m. That's fucking cool. It was so awesome. Uh, but yeah, Bathurst would be oh, the party. Uh, dissonant smithing. What car is so bad that you'd walk five miles over having someone see you in it? I don't think I would react that way in any car. Yeah. I can find the fun or the hilarity or the joy in anything.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like I. Uh, the most embarrassing car that I ever owned was a fucking Mark four Jetta. That was just a piece of shit. And it was like in limp mode, like the entire time that I owned it. So I could like, it, it was impossible to accelerate. Like I could barely maintain freeway speed, but I couldn't afford to fix right. it either. And I couldn't, I tried to fix it. It overheated all the time. I had so many issues with it. So like my girlfriend at the time never, ever rode in the car. And like, I don't know, a couple of years that I had it. And she was like, I don't understand. Like why, why have I never ridden in this car? And like, it is so embarrassing. It's such a piece of shit. Like, it just look like every other Jetta on the road, but I was just like, "This is so not me." But like, I would never walk five miles versus riding in anything. Like, I don't, I don't know, cars. Yeah, just don't embarrass me. Like, it's you know, I can, I can separate myself from whatever I'm riding or driving in. Usually, yeah. Um,
1: though my wife had two horrible cars once as company cars years ago. She had a Chrysler 200, and then we got upgraded to a prius and i fucking hated that car um i understand why people yeah, I mean, have them right but it's everything i do not want in a car but sure. I, I mean, still it's a it.
0: miserable miserable driving experience but yeah. i'm not gonna walk over it no i mean no. that's that's a good question chuck but no i'm not but it's it.
1: and it's funny because now i want to try that new prius because that thing looks dope <laughs> oh my God. um Oh, you don't like it, though. You don't like it. I
0: forgot. (laughs) I I, I talked Uh, about how shitty the one at the LA Auto Show was, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I just thought of that, yeah. Um, James Patrick Costello asks, am I crazy for embarking on a five-year total rebuild of my XJ while also daily driving it? I mean, you're talking to a dude who's had a wagon for nine years with no engine. So if you're able to drive it, more power to you.
0: Yeah. Still take your time. Like I, I admire you for being honest about how long it's going to take you to do this. Like yeah. if you, if you, if you said you were going to do it in a year and I said you were, it was going to take you five and you didn't accept that, then I'd be like, well, sorry, dude, you're just not a realist. But like, if you, if you have a plan and you're patient, like that's the way to do it, man. Rushing. Also, shit.
1: also by the time you're done with that, I mean, there's already appreciation. There's an appreciation for XJ, uh Cherokees but by the time you're done with it I think it will only have grown so you might have the coolest one out there you never know
0: I was thinking um, Jaguar
1: no 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 he's doing a XJ Cherokee <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not a dirt
0: <laughs> rough road dude I was like I don't know what your Jaguar this guy's working with but uh no yeah, dude, no, no it's no. gonna take it's gonna take you a minute <laughs> it's a jeep yeah, um okay. but he's fully redoing it
1: uh pretty cool projects new wheel trends for 2023 question mark
0: blue and green. <laughs> no seriously, and green. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm dead ass serious. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. blue.
0: Blue is becoming much more popular, uh, and you know, uh, Volk did the T37 Mag Blue, and like, you know, that's uh, that's been a thing in the Japanese side. Like, that was like I think like the signature color for their TEs for the uh, for the R35s. But um, we've been doing it in TSW now, Motegi, and like, I really want something that i could do like navy wheels on but um we're coming out with uh, like a metallic green motegi wheel and you know it's just it's a reaction to what's happening in japan in the jdm market but also you know it's just there's so few ways to be different like a few years ago it was like candy red right like that's that's played out so like you know if you want to stand out you've got to do something new and different and it's blue and green now oh huh,
1: interesting Um, clean, clean collective valentine's car chat. I got some in a dodge intrepid when I was two
0: K's, K's or C's? K's, okay, that's yeah, okay. Um, the my buddy Eric Lee,
1: oh, okay, um. I think he's just saying that he got some in a Dodge Intrepid when he was 19. So congratulations! <laughs> There's a lot of room in that car, so that's good. Yeah,
0: totally. Cab Ford design, man. You got you got plenty of interior room. <laughs> because
1: I forget if I lost my virginity in it or not, but it, it might have been in my '87 Prelude, which not as much space.
0: <laughs> Definitely not. So. But- the Honda's Honda's always had like leg room, like un, un like yeah, uncharacteristic leg room. They've low floors and like plenty of room in front of you in the pedal box. Like I don't know. It might be better That's true. oral than <laughs>
1: nice. Um and then Leo CNC picks. This is again not a question, it just says Ford in Formula One in in quotes. Um and, I mean, yeah, you gotta get your name in there formula one's weird you got to get your name in on an initial level i mean aston martin doesn't supply engines either right but they're you know running cars and right they, right. they don't do engines but no no yeah, no ford,
0: ford is replacing honda as the power plant manufacturer they are making power oh units. yeah okay I mean, it's not it's not just a marketing exercise they plan to make power units so i'm curious about that like i, I wonder what the formula is going to be in 2026 20, or whenever they they enter the the series like do hmm. are we going to go to four cylinder hybrids like you know i, right. I, I don't who knows what it's going to be you know it's got to be um something that is relevant to the new car market so right. i don't know if they stick with this uh with this turbo v6 like that doesn't seem to even though it's somewhat prevalent in the marketplace, it doesn't seem to be like the cutting edge of innovation. Like the only no. car, the only hyper car that features like an F1 derived turbo V6 is the AMG project one. And like, that's so rare and it's so like it's track- Not even
1: legal for sale in the right. U S right.
0: It's like, so track focused that uh, that's exactly what I was going to say that like, you know, it's uh it's like a Ferrari FX. Like it's not, it's not like a regular hypercar that you can drive on the street. Like it's, well, it's got, it's got startup procedures and it's got all yeah. the shit that you have to go through because it has the actual block, like the, the basis of the F one power unit. Like that, yeah. that, that shit is so far removed from the reality of day to day performance engines that I, I really However, wonder, I really wonder how the formula is going to evolve.
1: However, what they're doing with the next C-Class is like right. learned from that F1 tech, which is sure. pretty badass. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't wait for a 2026 but, Mustang
0: EcoBoost owner to be like, it has an F1 engine. Sure. But that's, like, <laughs> that, that's my point. Like that new C63 has a four-cylinder with hybrid assist. Yep. So it's like, yeah. it, like, I feel like it went from twin turbo V8 to that. So I, I feel like that's probably the the next evolution. They keep getting smaller and smaller displacement, internal combustion engines, fewer cylinders, but adding turbos and hybridization like would be a more realistic, like approach to what they're selling every day. So.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, Jim Trainer asks, when are we going for beers? I already replied to him. Just let me know on my calendar. Um, Johnny Lieberman asks if I ordered what? two alternators. <laughs> he asked if I ordered two alternators in response to my question. I don't know if that was a question for the podcast or what. Um, <laughs> I don't even think he listens to the podcast. So I know he um, doesn't,
0: the bastard. But it's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to his either. <laughs>
1: um, nice.
0: Uh, no, you, I ordered Johnny.
1: one. Uh, and then Camille, our East coast editor, how come you never have Camille as a guest? This is Camille who wrote this. How come you never have Camille as a guest? He's funny, knowledgeable, and handsome. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't know. Um, and J- Josh Ostrander also wants to come on. He keeps saying to have him Let's on. Go. He's just a king of yeah. I just am lazy. That's the truth of it. I'm lazy. Well,
0: I mean, I can help. I, I have increasingly less time these days. I'm getting more and more busy with my actual day job, much to my shame, Right. But, um, let's let's have some guests it's always fun
1: all right i know people are asking for it and i gotta do it because you can only listen to us blather on about the
0: same shit for so long so you're you're all correct when you say we do need guests but you said you had some questions as well. i do i do let's see uh we will not go in chronological order but uh my buddy i think our mutual buddy uh and he doesn't even know how to say his own name so i don't you know i don't get too hung up on this but he thinks it's a bimelec design our uh, our friend in Mexico uh, uh, Bimelech I feel like that's how he said it before but he's like dude I don't even know like that when I met him at SEMA he was like I asked him first thing I was like yo like we were texting like I met him and I was like how do I say your name and he was like I don't know honestly I really don't was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like how do you not know your name and he was with his dad so I turned to his dad and I was like what is this like how do you not know how to like pronounce your son's name but anyway, um, he's a world-renowned uh, 3D automotive artist, and his question is 911 Safari and the possible aftermarket. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on that? And I think he means I think he means the Dakar 911, like the new Dakar. Yeah, right. I think that's what he means, even though he's pretty pretty sharp, and he may mean 911 Safari, like you know, back dates and like older cars. Uh, no, I think yeah. I, th- I would assume Dakar. Right. So. I mean, the possible aftermarket, like, I mean, I, I think it's pretty extensive. I mean, like, uh, Lee Keen is already building aftermarket. Russell, uh, TJ Russell is already building aftermarket, um, like crazy Baja 911 builds and shit. So, I mean, the aftermarket yeah. is already thriving in that segment. But, um, if we're talking about 911 Dakar, the new 911 Dakar, like, you know, I, I think it's pretty capable. I, I of course, the aftermarket. Yeah will support it. I don't know if that means rooftop tents. I don't know if that means better fucking shocks and bigger lifts and bigger tires. I don't, I don't I know, like, man. Like I, I, I don't, like the, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, The guy not, who
1: buys that doesn't care about the aftermarket, like not, not all of them. Some sure. of them might, but I feel like the, the average person who's raised their hand to buy one of those right. doesn't give a shit about the aftermarket. Right. They want to keep that car stock. Right. Um, Porsche already makes their own tent, right? Right. They could put on the top of it if they wanted to, um, uh, which they rebranded from another tent company. But uh, but it's a good one. Um, The yeah, I, I, there's always people you can go to. I mean, emotion engineering would probably cook some stuff up if you really wanted to modify that car. But but it sounds like it's
0: to to what end? What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Right, king of the hammers. Where where are you going with this? Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because to to do anything gnarlier than what the car can already do. It would require m- more than simple aftermarket stuff right, um, right. to get it to ground clearance levels and, and tire clearance wider stuff. Track. So like, that, What, you're are, you, what are you not talking about? Yeah. You're not talking about a- aftermarket. You're talking about like fabrication right. and,
0: and absolutely yeah. like re-engineering. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I would agree that aftermarket is going to be limited for those but uh you never know man you never know i mean i'm surprised it's far 9 or a thing to begin with <laughs> um eric taylor 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 e356 asked top two or three automotive things to do in la in april first time visiting it and uh, i reached out to him to find out what dates in particular because you know there's always shit going on and um i feel like april is a pretty ripe Month for automotive events I mean all the cars and coffee events So whether it's Donut Derelicts on Saturday mornings in Huntington Beach Whether it's uh, Bob's Big Boy Friday night in Burbank um, You've got I think there's like a Ruby's Diner drive-in Like on Thursday or Friday nights in Redondo or Torrance or some shit at, Like Lucky and all those guys uh, Like the Gas Rats crew go to Sunday Steel and OC But I think that's the last He's going to be here at The like the first mid- I thought it was the last. It's the, it's the first Sunday. I just looked it up, and I swear it said the last. But either way, it's not the weekend that he's here, so you're probably right. right. Um, but here every in the Saturday the in uh, San Clemente, right? Uh, That's a hike for MLA, though. It's uh, what is that one's just South OC Cars and Coffee?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big show, though. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's You could do um,
0: if you hear it early on a Friday, you could do good vibes. Right. Right vibes Breakfast Club, which is a run and up to Rip Angeles Crest. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you're renting something cool and fun to drive, but like that's always fun, even though the restaurant is yeah. closed, which kind of sucks. Um, the yeah. one thing that I know that is happening that weekend is, and I don't know if you're into this, but um, Fabulous Forge Forever, like the biggest Ford show in the world. Oh, is, at Knott's? Uh, it used to be at Knott's. I think it's at uh, Irwindale Speedway now. Oh, okay. They relocated a couple years ago, like, around the pandemic, I think, 2021. So, I think it's still at Irwindale. But um, that's, I mean, if you're into it, like, it's a wide-ranging show just because it's everything Ford. So, it's everything from original yeah. GT40s to, you know, new Mustangs and Focus and, you know, F-150s. Like, it's, it runs the gamut. Like, all, like old-school Broncos. Like, you know, it's as wide-ranging as Ford's, like, forever It's, it's literally everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's all Ford. Go blue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think there was one more. Oh, there was one more question. Uh, the dad spec, uh, which is Rich Beloy. He asked, what's the car or cars that started your journey in the automotive space? Um, you go first.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Um, I, I've said this
1: in other ways uh, because I didn't grow up a gearhead. It came a little bit later. Um, but it was television and movies that got me into cars so you know um the back to future delorean the ferrari ferrari you know in quotes from ferris bueller's day off night rider um the 18 van uh, all that shit um that is what sparked the interest in cars and then as i grew up because I, I didn't you didn't really start talking about cars with other kids until later too. So like I, you know, I wasn't buying the magazines. I wasn't reading all that shit. My dad wasn't a gearhead, so we weren't wrenching. So it was really television and movies. And then as I got o- older and started to like try different things, uh, you know, I had my first car was the 87 Honda Prelude. I have a picture of it on my wall right here. Um, uh, and then I had a Nissan Z after that. And then I got into a Ford Ranger. <laughs> so it mixed things up, moved cross country and that. Um, and then always thought I wanted an Audi a four. And then we had a used one that my wife got and it was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> 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 and, um, and she's like sworn off Audis because of that car, even though I've tried to tell her and she's been in many new Audis. I'm like, this is a nice car. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, God. Um, so yeah, for me, it was TV and movies that, that got me into cars. So my path towards enjoying them the way I do today is, is, probably a little different than people who were like either reading and, and just soaking in the magazines and can read every spec and definitely can me. wrench.
0: Since yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for me, like the first car that I remember is my grandparents, my grandfather specifically, he had a 77 Cadillac Coupe Deville that was yellow on yellow. So that's the first car that I remember. Um, he replaced that. In 1984, with an 84 Cadillac uh, Eldorado Biarritz that was navy on navy leather. Um, but the the vehicle, like the car, that really got me into like car culture modifications, like just the lifestyle of being like a car person, was also in 84. My grandfather, I convinced him, and I remember I was a very precocious kid. I was very well-read. I was very much into cars. Like, my first word was fruck, as I pointed out the car window at a truck passing by. Right? So, anyway, like, I was I was into cars from, you know, from the jump. As long as I had comprehension skills, that was my thing. Um, but in 1984, I convinced my grandfather to trade him his 79 4x2 F-150 that was bl- also blue on blue. I convinced him to trade that in for a four by four truck, a brand new four by four truck, red on red. And like my, Fall Guy was probably my favorite like television show at the time, but I was into Ford trucks. My grandfather was into right. Ford trucks, so I basically convinced him to build a Ford version of the Fall Guy truck. So that means <laughs> nice. it was lifted like I don't know three four inches. It had big raised white letter tires and like uh, center line like aluminum awesome. wheels. It had a brush guard uh, a roll bar with Casey highlights and Damn. and air horns on the hood and that truck like we'd show up to you know preschool <laughs> he had that truck I think until I was in high school so he had it probably a good 10 years and like it was always the most boss shit like when yeah in the carpool line like Everybody else is in like suburbans explorers minivans and he's got this lifted Ford truck bright red with all this shit on it <laughs> and like it was he had a, a fucking train horn like the the air horns on, yeah. the, on the on yeah. the hood were fucking train horns that he had like wired to like a you know like a 18 wheeler fucking pull thing yeah yeah but um yeah I was basically four years old and got to build like my dream truck like you know. I told my grandfather everything he had to do to his truck. I was like pulling parts out of four wheeler magazine and like he, he built it to my taste. And that was like my first like, like taste of like attention and like, you know, just satisfaction from building like a custom car. So, you know, nice. It was, yeah. That was uh, it definitely kind of set the tone for my own like automotive tastes and adventures. There you go. That's it there you go
1: um and that actually closes out the show on that delightful story of your grandfather's awesome truck that i wish we knew where it was and
0: uh, i totally have to build that 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 truck again like i doubt i'll find that but uh yeah like that would be sweet bullnose f-150s have a special place in my heart because of hell yeah
1: um, all right. That's a show Three fifty-seven. Thanks for listening and watching this week. Uh, if you had not had a chance to go check out the t-shirt on blip shift, if it's, I don't know if it's still in the store anymore, um, you might've missed it, but you can go check. It might still be there in the partner store. Uh, get your chance at it. We might do another radio head unit one. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how this one does. Um, I'm sure it tapered off from the first one, but I don't know yet. Uh, and then we'll see y'all next week. If we get to it, most likely, uh, good luck. Uh, like all right. your
0: optimism there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs>